0: Software development processes create value and have waste, in a lean sense of the word. Lean manufacturing and lean software development change the way we look at value and waste. This episode looks at lean definitions of waste so we can see it clearly when we encounter it. I'm going to use the term waste and value in future episodes, and I'm using waste in a lean sense so we can look at software processes critically, see the value chain, and try to reduce the waste. Lean, as in lean manufacturing and lean software development, caused people to talk about and and examine waste and value, even in fields where we didn't really think about waste that much to begin with. Software is just ones and zeros. Is there waste? When I delete a file, nothing goes into the landfill. The mistake I'm making here is confusing the common English definition of waste when what we're talking about is the lean definition. Let's try to clear up that confusion. Welcome to Testing Code. You may have heard that agile methodologies like TDD and Scrum were a reaction to previous ways of making software, including Big Design Upfront and Waterfall. Before the Manifesto for Agile Software Development, these were called lightweight methods. I started reading about all of this in the early 2000s. At the time, I was writing embedded code for an RFCOMS test instrument, specifically the code that sits between the protocol stack and the FPGAs and ASICs and other hardware. Long lists of register definitions were needed, lots of room for error, testing was needed, and needed during development. And I was reading, in some order that I don't remember, The Pragmatic Programmer, The Lean Software Development Book, Test First Programming, then TDD, mostly from W2C, which was Ward Cunningham's wiki, and also from Kent Beck's book. Extreme Programming, from various posts and books. And also at the time, my company had everyone take some Six Sigma training. So I was thinking about all of these things at the same time, and so they kind of all blend together, and I think of them all together. The only part of Six Sigma that stuck was DMAIC. I think it stuck because I tried it out on a small process improvement project for my team. DMAIC is an acronym for Define, Measure, Analyze, Improve, Control. Normally it's used to save money on a large scale, but I wanted to save developer time and effort on the daily level. The process improvement project was just our code change process. The process was make sure you have current code, create a branch, make a change, build, Load the compiled code onto an instrument. Restart the instrument. Run a smoke test to make sure it all passes. Commit the change. Merge from main to your branch. If there are any conflicts or any changes on main, resolve the conflicts. Build, load, smoke test again. Merge from your branch to main. If there's any conflicts there, abort the whole process and go back to the merge from main to your branch. Phew. Continuous integration wasn't widespread used yet, so... These were the steps done by developers, and the process was a bit of a pain, so lots of people took shortcuts, like reusing the same branch name for everything, or not testing, or only merging from their branch to main, etc. I thought the whole process was important, so I wanted to try to make it easier. I wanted to make it easier so people would do it, so I tried out DMAIC. I measured time and keystrokes. For improve, I wrote a handful of shell scripts with short but descriptive names. And I kept going until the whole thing seemed easy to me, at least, with no wasted effort. And then I remeasured. I had reduced time and keystrokes dramatically. But also, the steps made more sense now, and the workflow was more obvious with less steps to remember. I presented the findings and the scripts in a team meeting. I was probably the least senior person on the team at the time. So I expected people to say, that's nice, but we're fine. Instead, I got, awesome, thanks. And people just started using it. That was cool. I didn't realize at the time, but the project was also a waste reduction project. It reduced motion, unnecessary movement by people. It reduced waiting. It reduced extra processing, doing more work than is necessary to complete a task. And it reduced defects. People were testing more, before merging code domain. Waste reduction in software processes not only saves time and money, but it can also just make engineers happier. Making complicated workflows easier reduces mental burden. That's one of the reasons I love automating the painful processes, and I love tools that help with that, like PyTest, of course, and CI Systems, and Make, and Tox, and pre-commit, Black, and any tool that makes my developer life easier, like PyCharm, for instance. Thank you PyCharm for sponsoring this episode. A colleague of mine the other day said he needed to compare two Git commits and found out that comparing branches is super easy in PyCharm. I'm glad he brought it up because it's something I take for granted now. I'm sure there are other ways to do it, but here's my method. There's a Git tab along the bottom of PyCharm. Opening it defaults to showing you local changes in a really great layout. Super helpful. But there's also a log view. It shows a list of branches, both local and remote, and a commit history. There's lots of info there. Click around to try it out. Click on a branch and it shows you the commit history for that branch. Select two branches or two commits, and you can compare them, showing you the file deltas. And click on any of the files and it brings up the diff window for that file. Super helpful, super easy, super obvious. The best Git tool I've ever used is PyCharm. Try PyCharm Pro for four months by going to testandcode.com slash PyCharm. Let's find some definitions of waste. There's the common English definitions. The ones that seem relevant here from Merriam-Webster are damaged, defective, or superfluous material produced by a manufacturing process, such as material rejected during a textile manufacturing process, or scrap, which is fragments of stock removed in manufacturing, manufactured articles or parts rejected or discarded. An unwanted byproduct of manufacturing process, chemical laboratory, or nuclear reactor, like toxic waste, hazardous waste, nuclear waste. And then, of course, there's refuse from places of human or animal hab- habitation, such as garbage, rubbish, and sewage. Well, in common English, waste is definitely a bad thing. So if these definitions are all you know, obviously someone saying that your work is waste is hurtful. The lean definitions are a little different. Lean manufacturing takes its definitions from the Toyota way. In lean manufacturing, work processes are redesigned to either eliminate or at least reduce waste through the process of continuous improvement. There are seven types of waste listed in lean overproduction, waiting, unnecessary transport or conveyance, overprocessing or incorrect processing, excess inventory motion, and defects. Now we're getting somewhere. These are not waste in the sense of scrap, garbage, or thrown away work. There's more nuance. Let's try to think about these with software. So overproduction. Actually, I'm really not sure how this fits into software, but maybe somebody else has an idea. Waiting. There's lots of waiting in of the in software development. Writing code and waiting for someone else to test it. Waiting for CI to test all, on all the platforms. Waiting for compiles. Features waiting on one subsystem system to be implemented. Waiting for bugs to be fixed. Uh, It's a long list. We wait a lot. How about unnecessary transport? There's some nuance here and room for interpretation. Actual transport might be copying files from one system to another or from repos or source or copying source into a Docker image so we can compile it on a different OS. But there's also transport between teams and people. Uh, My part's done, it's your turn. So maybe that counts. Um, How about over-processing or incorrect processing? No imagination needed here. There's always a lot of that, like, let's say, premature optimization, or maybe generating tons of system tests before the API is really stable. Excess inventory. Well, maybe that's similar to the last one. Uh, There might not, and it also just might not apply to software, but Uh, If you think about a different, think about maybe uh, different teams or stages, and it makes sense. Like building one subsystem to completion before even starting the API or the UI or other parts. That seems like excess inventory. This is kind of really where tracer bullets and skeleton implementation help. Building just enough in all the layers and not charging ahead too far in one of the layers. How about motion? This also could be like transport between teams, but also just motion and effort. An occasional long command is fine, but common commands should be short or automated. And of course, defects. That's kind of obvious, but also, why are the defects happening? Is there ineffective communication between teams causing misunderstandings? Is there not enough testing done at the local level or subsystem? Those are good things to look at. So that's the uh, kind of the definition of lean from, uh, or definition of waste from lean manufacturing. There's also Lean Six Sigma, which was an idea of combining the Six Sigma ideas with lean. And it added a new type of waste. At least I think this is where it came from. And this waste is non utilized talent. This is interesting. So this is defined as a waste of human potential and skill, including. When employees are not given the opportunity to provide feedback or recommendations to improve the process, uh, lack of training, lack of incentives for employees, placing employees in jobs or positions that do not utilize all of their knowledge or skill. Yes, so this is terrible, and I definitely think that we need to think about this type of waste in software. There's also a nice extra definition for extra processing which was extra processing is doing more work than is required or necessary to complete a task. I, examples include double entering data, unnecessary steps in production, unnecessary product, product customization, and using higher precision equipment than necessary. I think this is applicable to software as well. And of course, we also need to talk about the book. So there's a, where I kind of started thinking about this is a book called Lean Software Development. And specifically, they defined waste as, um, I'll just list them without defining them too much, but there's partially done work, extra features, relearning, task switching, waiting, handoffs, defects, and management activities. I love that. It's interesting that management activities are in there. Um, I think I'm kind of offended, uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, management is necessary, but obviously over management can be a problem. So it's nuanced. So, for example, one engineer and eight managers might have some trouble. But also, eight engineers and one manager could be an effective team. But why stop there? Why not 80 engineers and one manager? Well, that sounds bad too. So I don't know where the line is. But, you know, kind of now I'm kind of annoyed that management is in the mix because that could be said of any sort of. N- improper loaded mix like 80 front end developers and one back end or one one front end and 80 back end it's all bad you kind of need balance what about software tests though i love it when engineers and managers are writing tests but how many tests more is better right no it's also balanced enough tests at each level and at each stage of development to have confidence in the behavior of the system and the components what does that mean that means don't write all of the subsystem tests before you start implementation. Or don't start all of the system tests before you start the implementation. And write the tests for the features you're working on, not features way in the future. Write enough subsystem tests so that someone working on that subsystem can reasonably be confident in a change in that system won't break the rest of the system. Things like that. Also, let's talk about value and waste before I get too far into the weeds. Let's like let's do an example of a different kind of product. It could be anything. Let's take a roll of paper towels. I buy a roll of paper towels. It has paper towels. That's why I bought it. But it also has a wrapper and a cardboard tube. I'm not buying it for the wrapper or the tube, but both are necessary. The tube, making it stronger or thicker, or fancier material, or maybe adding sparkles to the tube, I don't really care about that. So improving the tube doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not where I'm getting the value. The value comes from the paper towel. Improve that if you want to improve something. But improve the tube. And if you just remove the tube, that's not good either. I'll just have a limp roll of paper towels. And it's going to get hard to deal with. So I need the tube. Even if I don't really think about it too much. And thicker probably would be bad. I'd like to be able to squish it afterwards and toss it in the recycle bin. How about the wrapper? A minimal wrapper that doesn't tear but is easy to take off is good. Wrapper seems like waste. I throw it away immediately, but it's still necessary. But if you triple wrap it, it would obviously be excessive and wasteful. But some brands only wrap the outer pack and not the individual roll. Well, for me personally, I don't like that because I store the individuals in the garage but for some people, the the roll wrap is just too wasteful. So there's balance, of course. Improving the design of the wrapper, or or the logo, or the picture on it, that might entice me to buy it. So there's financial value in the wrapper for the company that isn't obvious. It isn't obvious value to me as a customer. So even with the roller paper towels, it's not always clear where the value and waste is. Is and there's there's balance. Back to software. The source code is value if the application is valuable, obviously, I think. But really, a customer may just be getting an executable and it doesn't and don't really care about the source code. So is the source code waste? Twice the amount of source code is not adding value if the behavior's the same. And I've never heard somebody brag. That's a really cool application, but I can write the same application with 10 times the amount of code. Um, That would be weird. What about test code? It's also necessary, but not obviously valuable to the customer. I mean, they expect it to be tested, but is 10 times the same source test code? Good? Probably not if it isn't testing anything more. Is either source code or test code waste? (sighs) Well... Okay, maybe I'm going too far into a touchy direction I don't want to go in. They're both part of the value chain that ends in an application. The value chain will have processes in it that can be improved, and we want to do as least amount of work as possible to get the end result happening. Actually, why do I not want to talk about it? I'm a little uneasy because because it gets into that weird definition between like the common definition and the... Normal definition, the, you know, waste is garbage versus waste is just part of the process that we'd like to reduce. And that's where I think things get touchy. And also, we're trying to eliminate waste. And if I say that any part of somebody's job is waste, then we're trying to eliminate it. Nobody like nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that the work they're doing is waste. Um, but I do like automation and making our jobs el- easier. So I would say, let's stop talking about elimination and have it be more about moderation and balance. It's also about getting ideas to into working applications and to customers with as little friction as possible. And also, hopefully, the least amount of work, effort, and time, and cost. So when when I, in the future episodes, am talking about value and waste, and or if you hear that from other people, please don't jump to touchiness or defensiveness too soon and think of it as... A nuanced thing that we want to produce value with the least amount of work possible—that's a good thing. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Join them at testandcode.com/support. Thank you, PyCharm for sponsoring the show. Check them out at testandcode.com/pycharm. Those links are in the show notes at testandcode.com/161. That's all for now. Now go ahead and test something, but don't test too much before you start writing code.